This is a Socialist News and Views special interview. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special interview. Yeah, so on Socialist News and Views, we like let folks introduce themselves. Do you want to just tell us who you are? Yes, my name is Andrea Johnson. I am starting a mutual aid project to help address period poverty in the Twin Cities. It will eventually become a nonprofit, and it is my hope to contribute to solving this awful crisis because I believe that hygiene is a human right, all kinds of hygiene. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Do you want to just talk a little bit about... um about what you're doing as part of this uh, project, and then also, you know, how that uh, got started? So, how it got started is I was taking a class to finish my degree at Minneapolis College, and I was in the bathroom, and one of my classmates in the stall next to me needed a pad, but she didn't have one. People get caught off guard. I get it. It happens. She asked her friend for a pad or to buy her one from the vending machine, but her friend didn't have one and the vending machine was all out. So even if her friend had had a quarter, it wouldn't have done anyone any good. This was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back on a very stressful day. Thankfully, I had one that I could give to her under the stall, but I got to thinking about what would have happened if I hadn't been there and how inconvenient it would have been for her to like walk to Lunds or Target and then what opportunities she might have missed out on just because Minneapolis College didn't think to provide these very essential hygiene items right. in their bathrooms. And so that led to me leading a campaign and thankfully getting support from some key people on campus to get free period products in 50% of the bathrooms on campus. Nice. My under yeah, I was pretty pleased with myself. My understanding is that they are currently in the women's and gender neutral bathrooms on the first and second floors. Yeah, that's great. So, um, you were also telling me, um, if you just want to touch on this, you were telling me about uh, kind of setting some period products out and then other people kind of taking the initiative to do the same. Do you want to talk about that? And then what have you yourself been doing since you've been working on creating this um, uh, mutual aid project as far as uh, providing products and stuff? So one of the things that got me thinking that this was an issue a lot of people cared about was like accessibility to period products right. when in public bathrooms because let's be real they are just as important as toilet paper right um was i was a contractor in an office building in downtown minneapolis and i on a whim decided to leave some tampons behind in one of the bathrooms and then that started with other people leaving pads and tampons behind in all of the well in all of the women's bathrooms 
in the building and occasionally I chipped in um, because it was kind of me who started it. So it felt right. right to continue chipping in. And I was kind of amazed at like how these women wanted to help other people in this in similar situations. It's like, okay, this could really be something. I didn't have the resources to start a mutual aid project or nonprofit at the time because I was already running pretty thin. So I kind of put it on the back burner. Right. Uh, but I, yeah, but I recently got a job that more than provides for me. So I was like, Hey, I can start that mutual aid project or nonprofit to address period poverty in the Twin Cities like I've always wanted to. So um, it's been a lot of experimenting. So far, what I have been doing is um, donating either period care packages that have an assortment of period products in them to a food bank. Or I have been donating tampons, boxes of tampons to a food bank because I have learned that it's relatively easy for them to come across pads, but for some reason, tampons are tricky. Sure. Which is kind of funny to me because based on the research I've done, most people prefer tampons so you would think that's what they would think to donate right not that i'm shaming any donation but (laughs) i want to make that very clear we appreciate anything we get it's just funny to me that tampons are the things food banks struggle with the most when there's such a need for them so i did that And right now it's been kind of some trial and error, hit and miss about how I want to collect and donate these items. I have an Amazon wish list that has been helpful. Um, Distributing to the food banks has been helpful because I know they already have an established client base. And then I have also been leaving like a couple single tampons and pads behind in some public bathrooms for, I mean, cause even a privileged person can get caught off guard. That's right. I have, yeah, I have also been occasionally leaving the period care packages or period kits behind where there might be a higher density of very low income and or homeless people. Um, which has been mostly libraries, especially the central library downtown. And, you know, this is, uh, you mentioned kind of like right now a mutual aid project, and you said you want to turn it into maybe a nonprofit. Do you you want to just talk about, um, you know, for folks that aren't familiar, what is mutual aid? What does that mean? I know it's been getting more attention recently, but, you know, some folks still aren't super familiar with it. Uh, To me, mutual aid is members of the community coming out to help and support each other um, with resources one person may not have, but another person does, or even like bartering. Maybe one person has a garden in their backyard and lots of fresh veggies, 
but their paycheck was short, so they can't afford tampons. But then maybe their neighbor has an extra box of tampons but couldn't get to the grocery store for whatever reason that week. And so it's kind of like a bartering system. So I also, I guess I look at it as sort of a bartering system and as members of the community just straight up supporting each other when they need it without expecting any, you know, tax receipts or gain of their own. And, you know, this this issue of uh, period poverty, I know we talked about this before, um, you know, when we were talking about doing this interview, the uh, this is an international issue, right? This isn't just, uh, you know, something that no. happens at uh, colleges and universities or something. No, absolutely not. It affects every single country worldwide, rich and poor countries. And it's an estimated that 500 million people worldwide deal with period poverty every month. And I did some math about that. And so the average cycle is five days. And so using vague number, using the numbers I had available to me, mm-hmm. um, I figured out, out that in, that adds up to an estimated 2.5 billion with a B days worldwide of missed opportunities to work, to go to school, to socialize, to do something as simple as going for a walk. Right. Or um, choose between tampons and eating, or even being forced to use ineffective or unsafe items to try and deal with not having your preferred period product. And that is just absolutely unacceptable to me. And while I can't solve the whole problem worldwide, I can, I have the resources and ability over time to at least make a dent with it to it in the Minneapolis, St. Paul and suburban area. Well, I really appreciate that. The um, the other thing you had mentioned was that uh, um, I think specifically in India, you were talking about uh, a film with somebody kind of tackling this issue specifically. Do you want to just talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there is um, a short documentary. You can watch it on YouTube called Period, End of Sentence. And it's about... It's about a couple things, but the premise is a man in India found out how few people in India have access to clean um, period products every month because of like cost and availability when he found out that his wife was just using whatever she could find laying around. Mm. And he kind of was like, no unacceptable. I'm going to find a way to fix this come hell or high water. And he invented an easy to use pad making machine that uses local materials that he then sells at a low cost to people all over the world to make pads. And that solves smaller villages who may have financial or access issues 
make pads for people in their community and earn some money. So it also creates economic opportunities, which means vocational opportunities, a chance to advance to other jobs in life or, you know, leave your community if you want to. Um, I do not remember his name off the top of my head, but period, end of sentence, talks about all of that and about how it changed an entire community of women's lives with one pad machine. Well, uh, do you want to tell folks if they're interested in finding out more or maybe at some point if they're interested in getting involved, where can they find out more about uh, Fuck Period Poverty? Uh, there are two. Um, there is my Instagram, which I would love to have people follow uh, because that has all of the updates of my daily or weekly happenings. It also has a link tree that you can click on to read articles about period poverty. And it has my Amazon wish list on it, which people buying me stuff to distribute at this point would be very helpful and probably is the best thing someone can do. Nice. Um, and yeah, that would be tremendously helpful if someone out there has a few extra dollars or if multiple people have a few extra dollars and can buy a box of tampons or a box of pads for me to get to community members in need. And my Instagram is F underscore CK period poverty. And that's because Instagram censors people. So I just decided to use the underscore instead of the U. Right. And my email address in case people want to get involved and distributing products or making kits is, and we, so that we can coordinate everything that way is f dot c k period poverty at gmail.com. So my Instagram f underscore c k period poverty, and that has a link tree with resources to learn about period poverty and my Amazon wish list. And then my email address to get in contact for more involved things is f.ckperiodpoverty at gmail.com. Well, I really appreciate you speaking with me. Before you go, is there anything else you want to share about uh, what you're doing or any other uh, information about this issue? Um, no, it'll take a lot of people to address this issue, so... I'm really looking to and hoping to build community around it. So follow my Instagram, learn about period poverty, donate if you can, send me an email if you want to get involved and have time but not money. Well, I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye. And that's our special interview. Thanks for listening. Solidarity. This has been a Socialist News and Views special interview.